When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential. It's week 33, what you really need to pack for the hospital. Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the editor at Parents. And with me today is Chandra Turner, the executive editor of Parents, who is super organized and I'm sure had a well-packed hospital bag, and Kara Corridan, and I'm the health director at Parents. It's week 33. You can just about see your due date on the horizon. But since babies can be super unpredictable, it's a good idea to do what you can to prepare, which honestly isn't really that much at this point. Probably like you're kind of itching to to do something because it makes you feel like you are in control of this whole out of control experience. So one thing you might be thinking about right now is what to pack in your hospital bag. There are many opinions about this and we have some. But first, we're going to tell you what size your baby is this week. Anybody? A fruit? A pineapple. A pineapple. Sort of prickly. Yeah. Um, Baby won't be that prickly. My brother-in-law plays the ukulele. Like, this baby is a little ukulele-sized at this point. Anything else? Maybe, like, uh, the balloon you'll get when you have the baby. It's a girl (laughs) or it's a boy. Right, the shiny mylar one, which, which now, incidentally, many hospitals do not allow balloons anymore. Tell your friends to send you, like food and stuff. Yeah. Because I'd yes. much rather have like hot meals delivered to my doorstep than a bunch of mylar balloons. Right, right. <laughs> so if you want more details about what's going on with your baby, size, shape, organ development this week, sign up for our daily pregnancy email at parents.com slash pregnancy daily and we'll give you the scoop. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Today's topic is what you really need to pack for the hospital. If this is your first pregnancy, packing for the hospital can feel a little like packing for some kind of surprise vacation. Chandra, I think you went on one of these Mm -hmm. once where you didn't know where you were going. (laughs) So you might have the instinct to pack everything, like your anorak and your bathing suit and your snowshoes and your snorkel gear. But as you've probably figured out by now, a lot of expecting a baby is not really knowing what to expect. So we're going to try to help you and and break it down for for labor and delivery. My personal bag packing story is perhaps not that instructive, but I did pack and then my baby was my first baby was late and so the bag sat there every day mocking me yes. and every now and then I'd be like uh, did I put that in or I need to grab that out or I need to use that you know and then I finally I, I went for a checkup when I was I think close close to 
I mean, I was at least one week overdue, and maybe at that point they still let you go further. And I went for a checkup, and I went in, and the doctor said, you are really low on amniotic fluid. You almost got nothing left, and you need to go directly to the hospital and deliver this baby. And I was like, my bag. I want to go home and get my bag. Because my bag was like the last thing, the last little bit of control that I could cling to before everything just was out of my hands. And the baby had to come. But I didn't. I got right in a taxi. I went right to the hospital. And I called my husband and said, can you please go home and get the bag? Because I would just feel better if I had the bag. Did you get the bag before the baby was born or after? No, he went home on the way because I was induced and it took quite a while, you know, uh-huh. even with all the... You missed and... the birth because you yeah, right. That would have been awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what should go in the bag? I'm a very organized person, but I didn't give this a lot of thought. And it was probably right around this point that a friend of mine, Jen, asked me if I, if I packed my bag yet and what, what are you going to put in it? So I was like, um, I'll bring my magazines and um, probably my pillow and, like, a sweatshirt in case it gets chilly, and, you know, a couple thongs. And she's like, wait, you mean flip-flops? And I was like, oh, "Oh, yeah, I'm definitely bringing my flip-flops, but I mean, like, thongs. I wear, like, thong underwear. Underwear. (laughs) And she's like, oh, my God, you are not wearing thongs after you have a baby. Boy, you were oblivious. I was. I was like, I'm not? She's like, no, you could practically use your sweatshirt as your underwear. I was like, oh, God, okay. And then, of course, like, three weeks later, I have the baby, and... When we're talking for the first time, like all she wants to know is, remember when you thought you were going to wear thongs home from the hospital? <laughs> I was like, funny. all right. The sensation of that thong rubbing up against your stitches. <laughs> I know. I know. Or, oh, where are you going to put that giant tear. maxi pad yes. if you are wearing a thong? No, yes. they're going to give you big granny panties after you deliver, oh, like the disposable those. kind. I love those Ask panties. for extra. So, Ask for extra because you're going to want them for the next couple of weeks. I love those. Yeah. Panties. So underwear, actually, you don't need to worry about so don't much. Don't even but pack thong, thong, like flip flop <laughs> thong, that is a good idea. The shower, shower yes, because if you're, I mean, if you're at all squeamish about public showers, and also, I mean, I, I remember packing my own bath products, like because I felt like I wanted a familiar scent, or yes. you know, and you know, a nicer top for when people came to visit, something that opens down the front, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, if you're going to nurse easy. or yeah. do some skin-to-skin stuff. You don't need magazines. No. no. There's not a lot of time to read. No. no. I brought earplugs. Oh, oh interesting. So I, I, I always have, had them. Also, I have trouble sleeping anywhere, uh, let alone like a busy hospital floor. But I also have an eye mask. That made a big difference because you might share a room with yeah, somebody you else. Block out the light. And so you will, right. And so, and then there's always something blinking on in the night. Socks, something to keep your feet yeah. warm. Yes. Because they are really into their air conditioning in hospitals. And the floor. Sort of like, who wants to walk? Oh, you don't I mean, they might give you socks with the little grippy padding on the bottom, but right. still. Pants. Yeah, but not Soft. the jeans you wore before you conceived. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. You need to be wearing, like, really nice, soft pregnancy pants because you're still going to look and feel six months pregnant. Or shorts. I I gave birth in... You just don't want to have your butt exposed when you get up and walk around in front of people if you're in, like, the hospital nightgown or whatever. So you want your outfit that you're going to wear when you bring the baby home in case there's people there already waiting on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. And then you want baby's outfit. Yeah. And, you know, I remember one of the things about that was... You know, I had a few newborn things that I had purchased, but 
you don't really know how big the baby is going to be. True. I've talked to friends who had clothes size zero to six and then delivered a pretty small baby at full term and had to send someone out for preemie size clothes so that they could have something that baby wasn't swimming in. Mm -hmm. You should take an extra bag. I know that sounds weird, but you are going to walk out of the hospital with like paperwork and samples of stuff and hopefully all that big underwear Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe a potted plant or two. Take whatever you can get from the hospital. They actually have to throw the supplies out and you're being charged for them. If you ever look at your bill afterwards, try not to look at your bill. Try not to wear any valuable jewelry in case you have to take it off, in case you have to go into surgery, in case, you know, just try to leave that at home. Right. And don't pack the pre-pregnancy clothes, as we've said. Oh, jeez. Bears repeating, because I know I went into the whole thing thinking, I'm going to pop this baby out, and then I'm going to be able to fit in my clothes. And I was just in, I was deluded. You know, you want to bring a phone charger, and of course, you'll have your phone, and you probably won't need a separate camera, but, you know, if you're really a fancy photographer, someone's going to want to bring that that camera in there. Oh, nursing bra. We didn't mm. say that. A and nursing an- bra. And also, you've, if you've purchased a nursing bra, you've probably also purchased breast shields, which are those pads that go inside the nursing bra in case you leak, which you will leak, especially in the beginning mm-hmm. and while you're kind of calibrating to your baby if your baby's nursing. I can't stress enough how much I loved having a pillow from my bed and my own pillow yes. cover. It was just something that was familiar. Home. The hospital sheets can be kind of scratchy, yes. and my own Stiff. pillow was soft and comforting. Yeah. I don't go anywhere without lip stuff. That's the technical term, right. lip stuff. And hospitals can be so dry, so make sure you have a tube or two of that. And maybe some snacks, like a, That's you know, true. a bar Oh, or yeah, they something. allow snacks now, don't they? Well, they allow you to eat now very lightly during labor, which they didn't. Um, when did you pack your bag? Do you remember what week you were? I really was right about um, a month out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. six weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right about, right about probably now. probably about when for- I would... For our listeners. I had a separate bag. I mean, a sep- I didn't take anything out of it because that's the risk. Like, I had yes. all separate things that, you know, I would not use that would be in the bag. Right. So then I didn't have to touch it. You know, a separate toothbrush. Right. Separate yeah, like makeup. Yeah. With makeup. I mean, I only have one set of makeup. So if you have a couple things, you probably want to, like, put in See, that's an amateur mistake. Right. <laughs> and, of course, you know, you have to have makeup for those pictures that you're going to take. So we've shared our list. I'm eager to hear from our listeners what you think we left out. What are your genius ideas? What are you packing in your hospital bag? Tweet us. You can even send us a picture of your bag at Parents Magazine with the hashtag Pregnancy Confidential. This week's Relax You've Got This is about what it means if your baby is breech. By around 33 weeks, your uterus is kind of a cramped environment. I'm sure you can tell that. It feels that way. And most babies work this out by settling head down, right, down into your pelvis, but not all of them. And some babies get comfortable right side up, and those are breech babies. You can turn around a breech baby, or more specifically, your doctor Mm -hmm. can turn around a breech baby. But if your baby really is determined to stay breech, then that's going to change the the course of your delivery. So in the United States today, about 4% of babies are born breech. And most of these, the majority, really 85%, are delivered by C-section. So chances are if you have a breech baby and 
the turning is not successful, you're going to get a C-section. The risk to the baby of being breech, you know, the baby's head can kind of get stuck or the cord can get cramped. This just means that doctors err on the side of caution now and typically do the C-section. If you've ever watched Call the Midwife, you've probably seen some stories about breech babies. Don't start watching it now is my recommendation. (laughs) Let's wait until you have the baby. Yeah. (laughs) Then you can look back fondly on pregnancy and watch Call the Midwife. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. But for now, don't, don't go there. You know, if you followed the story of Kim Kardashian's birth, at one point her baby was breech and she was publicly saying that she was going to try to do a vaginal delivery. And, you know, 15% of people do it. It it is sometimes possible. But don't be a, a, I don't know, a martyr. You know, if you've got a breech baby, can't be moved. It's totally fine to have a C-section. Some women are really feel like if they have a C that they're somehow failing because they're not delivering on, pardon the pun, what their vision was for their birth. But don't worry about it. There are more vaginal births now. Um, yeah, that's true. Breach. You know, so if your doctor recommends that you still have a vaginal birth, don't be afraid. They do know how to do them. So in certain circumstances, your doctor is going to say, oh, breach baby, but we can still try this vaginally. And presumably they try it. And if it doesn't work, then they go to a C-section. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you don't have options. The bottom line is whatever way you deliver a breech baby, your chances of everything going well are actually really high. So try not to stress too much. Do we want to talk a little bit about the the turning of the baby? I mean, I think, Ouch. yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is quite painful. I mean, I've not experienced it personally. but I just read Kim's tweet about it and how painful it was to have it manually turned. She said it was more painful than, than childbirth. Mm, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine, too. That's one case where you have to be really grateful for the 140-character limit. Yes. yes. <laughs> So if your baby is breech at this point, right, at about 33 weeks, they might just tell you to elevate your hips briefly, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day at the time when the baby is most active. And sometimes that is enough to turn Just that like shake baby. it into position. Right. <laughs> Stand on your head. Right. But then if that doesn't work, there are doctors and, and midwives and even chiropractors in some cases who will try to manually reposition the baby. That's, I think, where it starts to get really painful Mm -hmm. because they're doing this by pushing on your abdomen and the baby's head. So they're just pushing with brute force. When the doctor tells you the baby is breached, you know, much earlier, try not to stress because sometimes some babies just turn turn. much later. That's right. They can turn up until the day. Right. And the due date may, you know, as much as we think that we are accurate about such things, we could be, you know, a week off. The doctors could be a week off. Mm -hmm. And maybe the baby is just not ready to turn. Maybe he likes it where he is. Um, So give your baby a little bit of credit too. You know, no time to panic. I think that's a great idea to end on. Like, you know, this is not the end of the world. They're going to be able to deliver a healthy baby for you one way or the other. So we'll stop for today. That's it for Pregnancy Confidential. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Our engineer is Zach Dinerstein. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, or Instagram at, ladies, Parents Parents Magazine. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Please leave us a rating or comment. It helps other people find our show, and it tells us what you think. 
Unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode. If you'd like a sneak peek of what the weeks ahead hold for you as you head into the home stretch, you can listen right now. 